When Geeks Collide, here at you, episode 10, you know, I was trying to plan uh, some big stuff for this episode, and yeah, it just completely fell apart, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to delay it anymore, um, at one point today, uh, Scotty O'Shea is going to join me, and we're going to talk about the trailer for the, I don't know, uh, soft reboot sequel to Candyman. Um, the trailer dropped this week. I'm thinking it looks pretty good. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about AEW's pay-per-view. Uh, we're going to talk about AEW in general. Uh, I want to talk about some quick, uh, some other mentions about Toy Fair. And, uh, yeah. And whatever else pops in my mind. To be honest, uh, kind of just uh, free balling right now. I don't really know what this episode's going to be about. Like I said, we're, we talk about Candyman uh, trailer. That's in a bit. Um, I believe there is a Logan Savage movie review. Uh, don't quote me on that. I will check what he has sent me. He he has sent me a few things, um, but yeah. You know, uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, you know, one thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about, um, a show I watched this past weekend on Netflix. Uh, what was it? I think it was called, I, I'm, I don't think I'm okay with this. Uh, I'm, I'm not too sure. I think that's what it's called. It has, um, the girl that played, uh, young Bev in it. Uh, she's the star, and uh, the guy who played Young Stan is in it. It's uh, apparently based on a comic book. It's a show about uh, a girl that's got like powers, kind of like Carrie, and it's a lot like Carrie in some aspects. But there's a lot of humor in it too, and uh, some dark stuff. But. I really enjoyed it. Uh, my daughter wanted to watch it, and she, uh, she, she put it on, and we watched it, and it was uh, pretty good. Uh, episodes are 20 minutes to like half an hour, not that long. We watched the whole show in like an evening. It's really good. I liked it, uh, you know, and it kind of like came out of nowhere, and I, I, I kind of love stuff like that. I love when like you're not expecting, um, a show, or you know nothing about a show coming out, or stuff like that, and then, like, you just kinda, you check it out, and it's pretty good, like, I really, like, I really loved it, it was, uh, it's cool, and ends on a cliffhanger, that you're just like, oh my god, because I, I can't remember, uh, I'll check, but I can't remember how many episodes it was, uh, but, I, I want it more, and like, uh, I said to my daughter, I'm like, now we're gonna have to wait a year, uh, apparently it's produced by the people that produced, uh, Stranger Things, so, yeah, it's pretty good, I also watched, uh, some of that Lock and Key, it's not too bad, uh, it's kinda, I don't know, it's more fantasy, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's not bad, uh, I haven't finished that one yet, um, but yeah, Netflix, you know, they got a lot of competition now. There's a lot of streaming services, uh, a lot of, you know, we got Disney Plus. And uh, so there's a lot for uh, Netflix to have to go up against. Uh, I did watch or attempt to watch Uncut Gems because everyone's telling me how good it is. And I fell asleep. Uh, I just found the whole thing to be very... Uh, manic and erratic and it was just like so many people talking over each other and it's just I couldn't I couldn't get into it I was very tired at the time when I watched it uh, I will try to give it another shot but 
I don't know. Uh, you know, Scotty O'Shea raves about it. He says he's watched it multiple times. So, usually, if he likes something, I like it. Like, we have uh, very similar tastes. But, yeah, as of right now, I'm, I'm not liking it. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, Netflix, uh, they, they added some, uh, they added Constantine, the, uh, Keanu Reeves movie based on the DC Vertigo character, and I haven't watched that movie in quite a long time, and I watched it, well, last night to recording this, I, I watched it, and I forgot how much I liked it, I like, it, it totally came at a time, like, when DC movies, you know, like, like the V for Vendetta and like Losers and like Red, you know, like these movies that were really good, but you know, they you didn't have uh, too too good movie for uh, you know the main DC stuff, you know, you know. So there's that, but uh, yeah, uh, man, I'm I'm trying to remember what that show was called, like. I think I got it right, but I'm not. I'm not sure. It's gonna drive me mental. So let's just uh, give it a look up. Hold on. Let's check. Yeah. So it's. I'm not okay with this. And there's seven episodes. Uh, it's on Netflix. Like I said, great stuff. Um, you know, it took me by surprise. Uh, like, okay, the first episode's 19 minutes. Second one's 20. Third one's 28. Uh, four, episode 4, 23. Episode 5, 23. Episode 6, 19. Episode 7, 24. Like, honestly, you can binge it in an evening. And uh, you're just going to want more because it was... Uh, I think there might be something wrong with me. Here's a, but I mean, I just feel different here's the lately. Everybody feels like a freak sometimes. Yeah, so good stuff there. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think right now I'm just going to put a quick button in that. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the AEW pay-per-view, just AEW in general. Uh, and then uh, we'll also still to come, uh, myself and Scotty O'Shea talking about Candyman and... Uh, who knows what else we're going to get into. Steve, When Geeks Collide, we'll be right back. Do you like horror? Sci-fi? Superheroes? Comics and adventure? SunsetCrypt.com has you covered. With reviews and articles. Two associated podcasts. Hot damn! Topics on a ton of bullshit and all geekery grounds with Crypt Keepers Curtis Sturrock, Steve Brown, and Jeff Smith. SunsetCrypt.com. Only the reader knows what awaits them. Alright, we're back. When Geeks Collide. Steve, hello. Uh, you just heard an ad there for sunsetcrypt.com. Uh, we've talked about it a couple times on here, but we, I mean me, I've talked about it a couple times. Uh, you know, from sunsetcrypt.com, you can link to uh, Wrestling With Myself podcast, anything we do, anything that we post on, uh, on the YouTube, it's all through there. Articles on whore. We cover wrestling, horror movies, you know, comics, just all the nerdy stuff. Uh, and we're very happy to be part of the Sunset Crypt family. Uh, if you go on to YouTube and look up Sunset Crypt, you will find our new uh, YouTube page. Uh, so just go to YouTube, search Sunset Crypt. Um, we should start to have some 
some content up there pretty soon and uh, a lot of good stuff. We're working on some good stuff. If you listen to the Wrestling With Myself episode with uh, Logan Savage, myself, and uh, of course, Scotty O'Shea, we were talking about wanting to make movies and little shorts and stuff, and we have started doing that. So uh, we have filmed a few things now, and uh, you know, just uh, some stay tuned, and uh, you, you should be presently, uh, pleasantly surprised. And uh, right now, I would like to talk about the AEW pay-per-view revolution. Uh, you know, I think I'm always geeking out and uh, nerding out to AEW, and with good reason. They are fresh, it's something different, it's not the same old, like, stuff, you know, I'm a huge wrestling fan, I obviously am a professional wrestler, but I'm a huge wrestling fan as well, and I love AEW, uh, it's good seeing guys I know on there, uh, that deserve to be there, uh, it's good, you know, Chris Jericho's great, and, uh, the pay-per-view this past Saturday was pretty good. Uh, I, I actually say really good. They know how, like, one thing I'll give AEW, everywhere they go, the crowds are so hot. And, like, almost everybody on the roster is over. Like, and, like, genuinely, like, fans are super, super into people. Like, Orange Cassidy. I'm going to get to his match with Pac, but, uh, I'm just going to get my quick thoughts, uh, my three favorite matches from the show, uh, obviously would be the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega, uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page, um, Hangman Adam Page for the AEW Tag Titles, uh, this match was unbelievable, uh, I love tag team wrestling, uh, I love you know, when, you have, when you're with a partner and it just clicks and you can have a great match and everything's clicking, you know, but this match far exceeded anything I've ever done or anything I will ever do in uh, a tag team match. And it was amazing. Fantastic match. Storytelling, like, you know... Kenny Omega and the Bucks, they get a lot of shit from, uh, some people, you know, some, uh, you know, former managers with tennis rackets, uh, which I think is a big work, by the way, I think, like, you know, he's just trying to be hot button, and I think it's funny, I also, I think if Kenny Omega never wrestled the, the little girl in Japan all those years ago, I think, uh, Jim Cornette would probably love him. But yeah, great storytelling, great, great match. And at, at the end of the match, when like the, the hangman tees, he was going to hit the buckshot on Kenny. Great stuff. Like, you even hear the crowd like, oh no, he's going to do it. You know, like, that, there's some things in wrestling you just like, you, you thrive for. And like, for fans to just be like, to, like bite on everything, it's some fantastic stuff, um, I also liked, uh, really, really enjoyed, uh, Orange Cassidy versus the Bastard, what was it, Pack or Pac, whatever, P-A-C, uh, what a fucking match this was, part of my language, uh, like, Orange Cassidy, another one of those guys that gets a lot of shit on that tennis racket, uh, wielding guy, but, uh, he can go, man, like, it's a gimmick, and when he turns it on, it's amazing, and this match was so fun, it was so good, and I just, I totally, like, loved every minute of that match, you know, and I think having a great match like that, his stock, uh, Orange Cassidy, not only is he, like, one of the most over guys in the company, 
he is now, you know, people can see he was hanging with like one of the top workers. So great stuff. Those two matches go out of your way. The tag match by far was my favorite. And another match in my top three was Dustin Rhodes versus Jake Hager. I think Dustin Rhodes is amazing. I think he should get he should get a run as the world champion. Probably won't. You know, he's 50, but hey, you know, in other companies, there's a 53-year-old universal champion. Uh, but I really like the match. Like, it wasn't like anything super special. To me, it was just a great match. And I just love watching Dustin work. Like, so many years now. Like, I remember I was six years old. And, or just about to turn six. And he teamed with... No, yeah, I was six years old, and I think I was about to turn seven. Ah, it was semantics, it doesn't matter. But when he first showed up in WWE, WWF at the time, and he teamed with Dusty at the Royal Rumble to face Virgil and uh, Ted DiBiase, when I was a kid, I loved that match, and then when I found out that Dustin went to... WCW, and I when I watched WCW as a kid, I loved Dustin Rhodes. Really good. He is a natural. The, the nickname is truly fitting. And the like 50 years old, he's in great shape. He can still go. Like, he goes harder than a lot of guys. So, I like to see some stuff. Jake Hager, of course, won. Um... Uh, those are my top three. I did like uh, what I I haven't watched all of Sammy Guevara and uh, Darby Allen, but I saw the end and uh, Darby Allen. That guy, that guy's gonna be a star. Uh, he already is, but he's gonna be a major star in uh, not just AEW, but in like wrestling in general. Like he's got what it takes. Fans are behind them. They're into him. You know. Uh, Moxley winning the title. Yeah, it's cool. He's over. Uh, he's really over. But I think Jericho could have had it a little bit longer. I don't know. I decided he's doing a great job as uh, a champion. And, uh, you know, now looking forward to this week on Dynamite and what's going to happen. And uh, Dark Order, uh, the exalted one, is, is near. So, should be some good stuff. Also, they announced on the pay-per-view that they are doing... I don't, I don't think they called it War Games, but... It's War Games. Two rings, cage, two teams, and they're, they're like, uh, you, know what you know what it is. So, looking forward to that in about a month. War Games, going to be some good stuff. Oh, uh, Cody and MJF, too. I, I really liked it. I really liked that MJF won. Uh, he won dirty. Uh, you know, he, he, you know, it doesn't end the story, you know? And, uh, yeah. Uh, Dustin Rhodes. Uh, sorry, Cody Rhodes. Got the, uh, the big tattoo on his neck. What's everyone thinking about that? How about, uh, you know, share your thoughts. Let's know what you think. Cody, Cody's neck tattoo. It just seems out of place to me. You know, he doesn't really have any other tats. He's got a dream on his chest. And, you know, to get a big colored in, uh, what, what is it, his logo on his neck is, um, it's something. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on uh, AEW. Revolution. I think the next pay-per-view actually we get is probably May, uh, Double or Nothing, which will be all right. Uh, yeah, so much, so much good stuff going on in AEW. I'm, I'm really excited. Again, like uh, I was talking to Scotty O'Shea and said one of their weaker pay-per-views, but all their pay-per-views have been, in my opinion, amazing. So like. If it's a little bit weaker, eh, you know, still was better than watching uh, 
Super Showdown, which honestly, if you have not seen, don't go out of your way to watch it. And if you go out of your way to watch anything, watch the SmackDown Tag Team Title Match. New Day versus Miz and Morrison was my favorite match on the show. Uh, by far the best match on the show. Uh, just a lot of weird stuff, you know, like like Brock Brock Lesnar and Ricochet. But like Ricochet doesn't even get a move in. That upset Kyle Davenport quite a bit. Uh, AJ pretty much getting squashed by Undertaker. Uh, and, you know, The Fiend dropping the title to Goldberg. I don't completely hate it. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a Goldberg fan now than I was back in the day. Uh, by far, Goldberg's best match he ever had with was with DDP at Halloween Havoc 98. But, you know, I thought his match with Brock at... Uh, was it 31? What WrestleMania was it for the Universal title a couple years ago? Man, I can't remember. But that match, I, I thought that match was good. It was short and, uh, you know, I think, you know, a goal, a key to a good Goldberg match isn't, uh, isn't just having squash people. Because it, it is, but he can, you can have a little bit more of a match. Like, I hope him and Roman go at least 8 to 10. Like, that makes no sense. At least 8 to 10. That's two times. So at least 8 minutes. And you could tell a story. You could brawl. Like, Roman is a good worker. And uh, he got a lot of slack. But, you know, I see why WWE put the title on Goldberg. I think Marquee, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg, is is a pretty a pretty big match and these rumors that they're trying to sell Wrestlemania to like a channel or something you know hey you want to you want to get the most marquee matchups you can think of right and uh yeah I think that'd be it uh yeah so for the wrestling talk I think that's about it uh oh on I already talked about these on um, on the Go Figure One Shot, I believe. I, I could talk about them. The AEW wrestling figures. But those are uh, just awesome. And uh, they released, uh, uh, I saw them ringside collectibles. There's a, a little bit of the bubbly box set. Uh, Jericho comes to the table with the bottles of bubbly from his celebration uh, when he won the title. Really cool stuff. Uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to these these AEW figures. Uh, you know, I think they're already getting like better buzz and a lot of the Mattel stuff, which is weird because you know the Mattel stuff does is pretty popular, but you know it's something fresh. Uh, they're going to be available at Walmart so far, so that's good. Hopefully they can get into Targets in the States, get into, uh, you know, get into, uh, you know, Toys R Us here, uh, and a couple, I don't know if there's any, any really other big places to get into, but, uh, yeah, uh, so that's my thoughts right now about wrestling and uh, when we come back we will have uh, Scotty O'Shea and we're going to talk about the trailer for Candyman stay tuned Sunday March 15th New School Wrestling returns to the Columbus Club of Hamilton 222 Queenston Road in Hamilton Ontario in the main event you're going to see Alessandro Del Bruno defending his NSW Heavyweight Championship against the former two-time champion BMD Brett Michael David also appearing on the show will be the NSW Internet Champion San Andreas Rex Atkins will be on the show. The hacker Scotty O'Shea and Bone Crusher Steve Brown will be appearing. Also, the NSW Team Champions Mark Wheeler and Jesse V, locked and loaded, will be in the house. That's Sunday, March 15th, New School Wrestling, 222 Queenston Road, the Columbus Club of Hamilton, 
bell time, 3.30 p.m. are available on eventbrite.ca. Don't you dare miss it. New School Wrestling. Alright, we're recording. Hi. Wendy's Collide. I'm here with the hacker, Scotty O'Shea. I got a mouthful of corn nuts, I apologize. <laughs> mouthful of nuts, that's a pretty pretty decent Friday night for you, right? Uh, okay, so Candyman. Yep. The trailer dropped. Looks great. It's, uh, what's his face? Uh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Producing it. Tony Todd's back. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts? Are you excited? Like, oh, absolutely. Jordan Peele. Uh, I loved Us. Is that what it was called? Is that the one with the, like, replicas? Get Out. Get Out. Oh, Get Out, yeah. I loved Get Out. Didn't like Us. I liked Us. I didn't like it, but I could, I appreciated it. It wasn't my favorite, though. I thought he tried to get a little too deep. But it wasn't I think it went too... Yeah. Like, I hated how everybody had a doppelganger that lived in the fucking sewer. Yeah. Uh, if it was just one little city or small town, sure. Yeah. But, uh, I've watched a little bit of, um, Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah, he did that, right? Yeah. Are we dragging some? Sounds like it. I don't think so. Could you still be hearing it now? Yeah. Strange. Sorry, I thought my truck was broken. <laughs> so, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, what I've seen from that, I liked. Is he the host? Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Candyman's like uh, kind of a forgotten, I don't want to say classic, but it is in that 90s. Like, uh, it is a classic from the 90s that doesn't yeah. get talked about a lot. Yeah. Uh, to this day, I've seen the movie probably six times. Okay. I still don't fully grasp what it's about. Okay. If that makes any sense. Like, I, uh, like, there's a lot going on. That's true. Because he was a slave that had a, fell in love with a white woman. Yes. And, like, the town or yeah, whatever murdered a, him. Yeah. And they put the honey on him and the bees attacked him and stuff. But why? I don't remember why they say he comes back. If no. Says. No, it, I can't remember that. And uh, the hook. If I I just read this that in the novel of Candyman, uh, the hook is all bullshit. Like that doesn't exist. He's oh. really like a monster. Okay. But uh, I guess for a budget reasons they just made. Well, they they they, they, they cut his hand off. Oh, okay. Okay. And then I guess he puts the hook in because the stump where the hook is in is always bleeding. But what's up with From it, what I remember. what's up with uh, why is it Cabrini Green specifically? What do you mean? Like it's this one little apartment building in Chicago, Cabrini Green. Where oh yeah, place. the uh, the ghetto. Yeah. Like, well, they say it's like a ghetto projects. Uh, I don't know, but the girl in the first one does say it in her apartment, and then that's true. But isn't so. her? But I yeah, rewatch it. I think I think it's more the myth. Yes. Or, yeah. like, the mythos of it is why, and just, they hook on it. Now, in the first one, you know, the, not the main girl, but, like, when she goes to the project, she talks to that black girl. Yeah. She, that black girl used to be on Melrose Place, I think, the first season, maybe first couple. Yeah. Her name's Vanessa L. Williams. She's in the trailer for the new one. Where was she? She's the one that's like, don't say that name. Mm, don't okay. say that. That's her. That's her. So, and Virginia Madsen, who's the girl yeah. from the first one who dies, for some reason, appears to be alive. But this isn't a, this is a, uh, a retelling, isn't it? It's not a sequel in any way. I think it's a sequel. Is it? Because uh, he goes to that, like, projects, and it's kind of cleaned up a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I actually really enjoyed about the trailer? Uh, not even the trailer. When this whole thing first got rumored... And I saw like the first graphic for it. The Candyman font. It's yeah. like a very specific font. And it's the same it's one. The exact yeah. same. And it was just like a small detail I really liked. I also like um, how in the trailer for this one, it looks like the main character is actually becoming this Can generation. Candyman. Candyman. Yeah. Now I think, putting on my theory hat, yeah. that the kid from the first one, the baby that yeah. gets kidnapped and the chick saves remember there's like a big fire and like yeah, she yeah, saves yeah. the baby yeah, and brings it out yeah. I think that guy is that baby oh that's interesting well the first one hence why his, that, his mom is 
that girl again and he's okay. talking to her. Well, the first one was 92, was it? Yeah, so think about that. Like so 28 years ago, right? Yeah. yeah, he's roughly that age. Yeah. How old was he? Was he a baby baby or was he like... I, I can't remember if he was like a baby or like a toddler. And that was another thing I actually can't really like explain. But yet again, I'm very bad at interpretation and listening. <laughs> But that whole, at the end of Candyman, yeah. 92, and they do, like, the big burning of the, what is it, garbage or something yeah. in the middle of it? And he's, like, in it. Yeah, what was all that about? I don't remember. I don't remember. And I remember the girl dying and then her husband after, like, saying Candyman, and then yeah. she shows up. So is she the new Candyman? Like, yeah. you know. Now, Steve, are you the type of puss to... Go see the movie and then still be too scared to go home alone and say Candyman in the mirror five times. Uh, I think I've said Candyman in the mirror multiple times. Yeah, I, uh, anytime that stuff happens. But you know what? When the movie comes out, it, it's never right away after watching the movie. Oh, I'll put it. I think like with my friends and like we did it. I actually heard... It's like Bloody Mary, right? I actually read about this new thing and supposedly there's a lot of uh, realism to it. But it's called uh, Open Door, Closed Door, Every Door, I believe. Okay. So, I was actually going to bring it up on the podcast yesterday. I totally forgot. This is going to be another game we play. That's uh, Wrestling With Myself. Thank you. Um, we will do this on the podcast. So, essentially, uh, you lay down... Don't lay down. You sit down, crisscross applesauce. And okay. And I lay down with my head in your lap. Okay? Okay. I know. It starts off gay. Might even end it for all I know. <laughs> but then you rub my temples. Okay. okay. And as you rub my temples, you keep repeating the phrase, open door, closed door, every door. I believe that's what it is. Okay. And you just keep saying it in a rhythmic tone as you're fucking uh, massaging my temples. Okay. And I visualize myself. I think I put myself in a hypnotic state. Mm -hmm. And I start to visualize myself in a room with doors. And then... When I am fully immersed in this visual visualization, I raise my hand, so it's like, okay. Uh, basically, the game begins. And then I open a door, and I go in the room, and I explain what I'm seeing. And your eyes are shut? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. This is a real thing? This is a real thing. You can look it up. I just read it this week. Okay. And uh, I open the doors... And I explained to you what's in it, and you guys kind of tried to help guide me through. Maybe you have to do a bit of research on it. Yeah. But supposedly, it's a legitimate way to access parts of your brain you're not supposed to access, and like, kind of hack into your subconscious, and you start to see memories you've purposely forgotten and, and stuff. And superpowers. Well, no, because this is what they say. No, but that's that's what they say though. Uh, that we only use 10% of our... Well, I've heard that's potential. bullshit too, but I do like to believe that's real. Because yeah. then I, I like to believe that I'm way smarter than I am. Well, you gotta think about, like, when, uh, like, a mom can, like, lift a car up. That's true, but that's you also know? adrenaline. Yeah. But, supposedly, if you look into this, if you open a door and there's, like, men there, it shows danger. If Whoa. there's trees there, it shows... Like, there's a whole bunch of different meanings. So, like, there's a bunch of doors that if you open and it's inside that room it has these certain things you're not supposed to go into it well those are the fucking rooms i want to enter okay so we're gonna do, I'll this. do it yeah absolutely now this is i'm kinda... a skeptic so it probably won't work on me but I, i'm a skeptic but i'm still gonna give it the benefit of the doubt like I'm, I'm gonna really try see this comes back to the conversation we were having on the way to super kicks when we were all talking about being hypnotized yeah and if it's like bullshit or not yeah because brad said he, he that he was yeah he said he's been hypnotized i was attempted to be hypnotized yeah it didn't work it didn't work terribly which doesn't like doesn't surprise me because you don't believe anything yeah and i'm not like that's not a shot like you no, know no, i know you you want you, you want to have one foot in the door yeah and you want to believe i find i do but you just want to like That's seeing true. is seeing is believing for you. That's all. Now me, I am at the. I think with hypno, uh, being hypnotized, I, I said it last week. It's if you want to be hypnotized, you can't be. You're gonna be hypnotized. You're not going to. Um, you're not going going to. You know, 
come out of it and be like, oh, that's like, you're going to be like, yes, okay, I'm a chicken, yes, you know? So that's where I am at. I don't think it's you really get hypnotized. I just think you want to, so you play along. Even if it's kind of subconsciously, you're playing along. Even if it's a placebo effect. Plus, yeah. Like, they, they say the placebo effect is a real thing. Oh, it is. Right? So even if it is that and you're really convincing yourself you're hypnotized, like, people have stopped smoking from it. Yeah. You know, like, it's helped. But it, 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 I think with the smoking, it's like you want to quit smoking. Yes. And you want to believe that this is going to help you. Yeah. And then you just believe it. And, and I think people want to believe this is the crutch that I can say yes. help me to. Yeah. Like, I need it. I, I don't quite have the willpower, and I don't mean that as a shot. No. But yeah. It's like, apparently really tough, right? But, like, I know people that, like, my parents, when they quit, they just quit. That's how my dad happened. But then my stepdad can't quit. Like, my for years he just tried. recently quit, and he says he read a book, yeah. and I think that helped him, but he even admits, I was just ready to be done. Yeah. Right? The book might have, like, pushed him over the edge, but, no, nah, he was just done. He's almost fucking, he's late 60s, how long are you going to fucking roll the dice yeah. for? I think a lot of people, like, with parents and stuff, like, I think my mom, she wasn't even that old when she stopped, but it was just like, she's like, well, you know, I can't, you can't dodge the bullet forever. Exactly. You know, so... But then you have people that smoke, you know, every day of their life yeah. and nothing ever happened to them. Every time I have a cigar, I think of this one guy I saw on a newscast once years ago. And uh, it must have been a clip online, but he was an old World War II vet. He was a black guy. Yeah. Uh, I think he was in the South. He was in a beater and then he was wearing like a, a Navy hat, you know, sitting on his front porch. And he had just turned like 102 or something. And they're like, what's the secret to life? And he was like having a cigar and a shot of whiskey every day. Right? Yeah, it's just like, for, if that worked for him, God bless. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he never got sick or anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? But there is that weird thing because, like, like everything, there's a give and a take for everything in life. Yeah. So I'm just going to use cigars because I can. Under. Like. I can understand that. I have a cigar. My fiance gets mad at me. She goes, you're killing yourself. Yeah. Right? The tobacco in it, blah, 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 blah. She's right. But in many ways, me sitting down for a couple hours every couple days and totally de-stressing and relaxing might actually have more of a... It's probably more healthier. Exactly. Yeah. Having more, more of a benefit. Yeah. Right? Like, like everything. There's give and take and nothing will ever be proven. And that's kind of the are you are you smoking? Do you smoke a cigar every day? No, no, no. So you know, it's well, this it's, has been a bad week in all honesty. You smoked a lot? Oh yeah, yeah, too much. Yeah. Now, like you said, you do it to relax. Yes. I'll never have a cigar just to have one in a rush or something. I yeah. do it like you don't have one out of necessity. No, what no. you're saying? No, there is zero addiction. You you have them because you like you know we'll be hanging out like group of us or yes. you're by yourself and you do it just to, just to relax that's why you know and I like it it's something to do with your hands it makes conversation easier because I don't yeah. have to make eye contact you know yeah. it's fun yeah right like I'm not a big cigar guy but I've, I've smoked them with you and yeah. it is relaxing it is a there is something to it I remember uh, your boy Jeff Cole when I first got a cigar <laughs> he, he said there is something about a cigar that brings out like good conversation. Yeah, and that sounds like bullshit to me. No, but it's been like I haven't been proven wrong. I yet. was I was gonna actually say that. I think that's why, you know, back in the days, like there'd be a fancy dinner and then the guys would go to the parlor and smoke cigars. There you go. Yeah. You know, it's it's a sociable item. Yeah. You know, and I will like to have just to get back on track. Possibly have a cigar while watching Candyman one day. Yeah, that there would you be go. Fun. Out, out, out in the shed. Have a pot of honey with us. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> and maybe we can put the cigars on like some kind of hook that we put into our mouth. Like if Captain Hook had to smoke a cigar, okay. I guess he'd, he'd stab it and then hold it to his mouth. He has like a special like hook hand for the cigar. Yeah, yeah, that's I, right. I yeah. remember from the movies. Um, but yeah, I think the movie's gonna be fantastic. Yep. I'm happy that horror horror is, uh, I don't want to say in a renaissance right now. I don't know if it is, but it might be. I think it is. People are realizing. Like, it still doesn't get that, like... It's like when Scream came out, right? Yeah. Scream. 
like changed it. Yeah. Well, the one good thing about a horror movie is all it takes is a creative idea. It never really. It doesn't have to take a big budget. Well, look at horror movies now. Like big name stars are yeah. in these movies. Yeah. You know, like that. But, What's that? The Quiet Place one? Amazing. That's the guy from The Office yeah. wrote that or whatever or yeah, directed Emily it? Blunt, yeah. They created it. You know, there's a, there's a second one coming out. But they still get no notoriety from, like, yeah. the Oscars or anything. But that goes with comedies as well. Oh, true. Right? It's hard to write a good comedy. I think what they figured out with horror movies is, like, let's not reboot them anymore. Let's do soft reboots, which are, like, continuations. Yeah, I Like, agree. with Halloween, but, and now with um, Candyman. I think even, like, the last uh, Friday 13th was kind of, like, a soft reboot. Yeah. Because they, they went off, they went off, like, the mom. Yes. You know? But, I think, we watched Super Showdown yesterday, and it was fucking... All they did was put over 50-year-old dudes and yeah. squash the guys that they should be making stars. Yeah. But I feel like we're just in the age of nostalgia almost in general. Yeah. You know, 80s parties are big. For whatever reason, we're just in a... We're in a, like, group. Well, what 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 it is... I remember hearing years ago uh, someone talk about this, that whatever was popular 20 years prior yeah. is popular... Like the next twenty years, you know what I mean. So, like an example in the '90s, movies like uh, uh, Days and Confused, mm -hmm. a lot of classic rock got really popular again. Uh, some of that style of like um, like bell bottoms came back a little Absolutely. bit. Like yeah. Lenny Lenny Kravitz kind of took the '70s style, that '70s show, you know. And then now you got to think twenty years ago to the year two thousand, so the two thousands, the aughts as they call it, and you know. WWE Network has that ruthless aggression yeah. stuff, you know? And, like, 2000, Goldberg was in WCW, like... Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just... It's insane. But nostalgia is just, like, proven to sell. Yeah. And uh, I think we're actually starting the downward trend because it's been pushed down our throat for so long. People are sick of remakes. People want new content. Right? Like... And people are willing to support the whole Sonic the Hedgehog thing. They released it. They said he looks fucking terrible. And the studio said, okay, we're going to redo this. And supposedly they spent like the same budget to make the movie as they did to redesign Sonic. Good thing it's a massive hit. That's what I mean. And people went out to support it. Like, I want to go see it. I don't care about Sonic. I thought he looked fine before. I'm not. I have. I honestly have no interest. I have no interest. But the I fact was a, that they I were so. The fact that they were so compassionate and they listened to their fans yeah. makes me want to go support those people. Yeah. You know, Doctor Sleep, I just watched a couple weeks ago. Is it great? It's like, it literally, no lie, might be one of my favorite movies. But it did terrible in the box office, and it like breaks my heart because it's a fantastic sequel to The Shining. It'll be one of those movies that on demand and yeah. DVD and stuff makes its money back. I think they fucked it up though, calling it Doctor Sleep. They should have called it Shining Two yeah, or uh, uh, Shine, the Shine, Shine On. Something, <laughs> even The Shining Chronicles, Doctor Sleep, whatever. I find it, I find it funny kind of though that uh, Stephen King disliked the Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick, right? Kubrick. Yeah version of The Shining, but yet makes a sequel book that's a direct sequel to the Stanley Kubrick. Yes, but um, it's a direct sequel, but nothing, almost nothing uh, that Stanley Kubrick did and took creative licensing yeah. is brought into it. It's very well done. I, I really do want to see it. It's very, like, sci-fi. When, when I found out that they, like, recast Jack Nicholson and thing. They look great. You know, like, I'm, I'm down. But, like, yeah, the parts where uh, Stanley Kubrick kind of went on his own. Yeah. It's very left out. Yeah. But it's not even, like, left out just to leave it out. It just wasn't necessary for this sequel. It's very well done. It's very much more, like, sci-fi as it... Uh, most of his stuff is um, a lot of people never realize that what uh, Stephen King stuff Stephen King has a, like uh, a lot of sci-fi in oh, everything yeah. it, I, it's an alien I think yeah exactly I think it all like, I think most people who weren't aware of what it was they just thought he was a killer clown yeah and no he's like this intergalactic being, being. yeah exactly 
Like the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head that isn't like straight up sci-fi is Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. That's just a straight up kind of and I guess prison escape. Green Mile too, right? You think Green Mile. But Green Mile, he grabs his crotch, the fireflies come out. Like there's a lot of oh, weirdness yeah, to that. Maybe Stand By Me? Yeah, Stand By Me is a good one, actually. Yeah. I forgot even that one. Like, yet again, he does so fucking much. Yeah. You forget his catalog. And he had a, um, a pseudonym. Huh? Like, oh, he had, he, had a, he had a different name. Chris Gaines? Yeah, like that, where he wrote a lot of stuff, too. But, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to put a pin in this. Put a pin in it. Yeah. Uh, so... We're both on agreement. Candyman looks good. Yeah, we uh, talked about it for a whole three minutes. Yep. But we did 20 minutes. Perfect. All right. Uh, thanks a lot. Yeah. All right, we're back. So there you have it. Uh, myself and Scotty O'Shea talking about our anticipation for the upcoming movie, Candyman, which when I was younger, I... Uh, I, uh, I loved Candyman, uh, you know, the concept is pretty cool, uh, they never really, I don't think, I, I mentioned it in our discussion, I don't think they ever really mentioned, like, why he's able to come back or anything like that, but, uh, yeah, no, it should be some good stuff, lots of great horror movies coming out, you know, it's gonna be another Halloween, and, uh, yeah, I love, like I said uh, in the discussion, I love, uh, you know, instead of completely rebooting it, just kind of, you know, like a soft reboot, but it appeared that some, like I said, some of the people in the trailer were from the first one, so we're going to have to see what happens with that. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think what else there is to talk about. Sometimes, you know... I'm in a talkative mood, and right now uh, we talked about AEW, and uh, you know what? I think we might uh, just for this week put a a button in it, and uh, or put a pin in it, and just uh, yeah, I think uh, maybe we'll just wrap it up. Uh, lots of stuff coming up, you know. Uh, uh, we've got some content on the YouTube channel. Uh, youtube.com slash when geeks collide we got a top 10 uh marvel legends we want to see video uh i recently did a toy hunt that's up there um of course you go to anchor.fm you'll find when geeks collide you'll find episodes go figure the one shot after toy fair where i just talk about the things that i'm most excited about and uh yeah you know, sunsetcrypt.com is where you can link to When Geeks Collide. You can also link to Wrestling With Myself, which uh, just last night, uh, Scotty O'Shea did a podcast with a very controversial uh, figure in the world of Ontario indie wrestling right now. Uh, his name is The Iron Spartan. Uh, I have not listened to it yet. I'm, I'm, Probably when I'm done recording this, gonna gonna give a little tune tune in, and uh, you know I, I'm sure it came off great. Uh, Scotty thinks he's not that good of a interviewer, but I think he does a great job uh, when he has like sit down one on ones with people. Uh, he did one with Blade, uh, and uh, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, there, there's. There should be some, uh, it should be good. So check that out. Of course, Sunset Crypt, whoa, sunsetcrypt.com. You can link to both podcasts, uh, any articles we have. Uh, I don't know if we're supposed to be talking about this, but we did, I already mentioned earlier, we did film something. Uh, it's currently being edited, and uh, I think we might have to do some some VO work on that still. But what I've seen so far is looking great. I hope uh, when it's ready, everyone's going to uh, gonna like it. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, Steve Brown. I'm on Twitter. Renowned Brown on Instagram. Renowned Crusher. 
can find me on Facebook. I believe facebook.com slash bonecrusher Steve Brown. It's uh, my Facebook page. Uh, I am going to be updating it. Uh, I have a lot of dates coming up. Uh, next date I have will be this Thursday. I'm wrestling in Etobicoke, Ontario at the Rock Pile uh, Championship Wrestling from Ontario. Uh, they, they do, uh, every few weeks, they do Thursday night shows, and, uh, they're pretty cool, uh, varying degrees of success, but, you know, they're fun shows to do, I'm wrestling for the first time ever, I don't even know, I think ever, like, I know first time singles match ever, but I think, actually, first time ever, I am going one-on-one with Tomer Shalom, uh, so, it should be a fun little uh, experience uh, Thursday night, March the 12th, and then Sunday, March 15th, New School Wrestling, once again in Hamilton, at the Columbus Club of Hamilton, the Knights of Columbus, uh, 222 Queenston Road, we already had an ad earlier for that. Uh, myself and Scotty O'Shea will be taking on uh, Big Bad John Greed and Roughhouse Jeff Black. Uh, so it should be interesting. Uh, also on the show, uh, Alessandro Del Bruno will be defending his NSW Championship against Brett Michael David, who has not, uh, he did not lose the title. He was unable to appear in the title was stripped. So, big matchup. Uh, Sunday, March 15th. We'll talk about it more next week. But, uh, yeah, I think that's that's really all there is. Uh, hey, comment, share. Please share. Uh, I, I, I love like the response uh, the podcast has been getting. Uh, the episode with Scotty O'Shea and Kyle Davenport, Jeff Smith, uh, is tied with the uh, highest, um, like the most listened to podcast that we've done, and that's tied with the first one, which has been up for some time. So, I, I love that uh, slowly we're growing. Uh, I, I love doing this. I have a great time doing it, and uh, I just like getting my thoughts out there, you know, and yeah, I thank you all for taking time out of your busy, busy schedules, and, uh, you know, there's so many podcasts to listen to, so the fact that you're listening to, uh, this big old geek talk about some nerdy stuff, uh, yeah, um, so, hey, thanks a lot, Steve Brown, when geeks collide, geeks out. Thank mm-hmm. you.